Hey, welcome back to The Uncensored Woman. I am your host, Heather Christine. I hope all of you beautiful, amazing people out there are having such an amazing week. Today's episode is one I know you all have been waiting for, and that is the Free Britney episode part one. Yes, there are two parts to this story. As I said in prior episodes, I really, really, really got into this. And I honestly feel like if I'm going to talk about somebody and present details about somebody, especially about their career or them as a person, I feel like I need to give you all the full story, including the backstory. And that's what I did here. Also, I, I, I tend to think that we place celebrities and, and people with money on pedestals when in fact they're just normal people like you you and I. They just have money. Um, there's nothing different about them except that they have money and if you do know their backstory or what led up to their current circumstances you can then lean in and have some empathy and we have so much to go over with Britney Spears I found myself getting so caught up in this and truly going down the rabbit hole when I started researching for this But before we hop into the main segment, y'all know the drill. Please download The Uncensored Woman if you haven't already on whatever platform you are listening on. And if you are on iTunes, please give this podcast a review. I always deeply appreciate it. As always, thank you for continuing to support me and this podcast. With all of that being said, though, you guys, let's hop on in to part one of the two-part series of this free Britney two-parter episode. Let's get it started because we got a lot to talk about. All right, you guys get ready buckle up and brace yourself for the journey that we are about to get into today with this free Britney episode. If you were like me and grew up idolizing Britney Spears and literally loving everything she did and still does and you are worried about her, you will love this episode. And I really feel even if you weren't really ever a Britney Spears fan, this information is still very interesting because I think this topic is so popular right now. I mean, you don't have to like Britney Spears to know who she is. She's a household name. She is worth so much money, so much, but you know, she only gets an allowance of her own hard-earned money, but we'll get into that later. But I'm just saying, All you need to be is a person with a brain and a heart to enjoy this real life story. If you grew up anything like what I did, Britney Spears was an absolute idol. In September of 1998, Britney entered the music world with her smash hit, 
baby one more time. By the end of January 1999, this song made its way to the top of the pop charts. I remember hearing it for the first time and exactly how I felt. I was so cheerful, so full of life. I remember jump roping in fifth grade PE with my friends and, and we were talking about this song and Britney Spears was all the hype. I was 10 years old and like I said, I was in the fifth grade. Every single one of my friends caught the Britney fever as well. That's all we talked about at school and at home. I wanted to be just like her. In the days when MTV was truly music TV and not a host of reality shows. I'd come home from school, tune into TRL, y'all remember that, and if you're a youngster out there and you only know MTV for Teen Mom and all the reality shows, um, I used to turn into TRL, which was Total Request Live, like I said, for all you youngsters that might not know what that stands for, um, and I would wait for them to play Britney's music videos. Baby One More Time wasn't just a catchy tune. That wasn't the only hype about it. It also had a very spicy video to go with it. Some at the time believed it was a little racy, which is completely and totally laughable now considering what is shown in the music videos, movies, and TV these days. I mean, y'all... For the love of God, Cardi B's WAP, and for anybody that doesn't know, it's not just a made-up word, WAP. It's actually an acronym for wet ass, and you can fill in the last word. Yeah, I mean, and, uh, uh, I mean, listen, I get it, okay, Back in the day, we had Ludacris's What's Your Fantasy, if you've heard anything, Trina from back in the day. it's it, we, we had stuff like that going on, but if that stuff was never mainstreamed and it wasn't so accessible because social media wasn't a thing back in those days, and if you wanted to catch like anything like that, it would be like on BET After Dark. And you have to be a real OG like me to remember BET after dark. Who knew that one day in the future, it would be considered cute to basically call yourself a whore. And I'm not slut shaming or anything, but I do think that you should still hold a little bit of self-respect for yourself. But I completely digress. The Baby One More Time video featured a young, fresh, 17-year-old Spears in a schoolgirl school uniform, dancing with a perfect body, and showing off her midriff. This absolutely propelled the success of her song. The world wanted to be her. Most people wanted her life, and boys and men alike were crushing on her. There was no doubt she was the new it girl, and this was, the, and this was only the beginning. Her career began to soar, and everywhere she went, she was swarmed by the paparazzi. 
She also began dating another popular guy that was a part of a very popular boy group during that time called NSYNC. It ain't no lie, baby. Bye, bye, bye. Y'all know. Mm-mm. Listen, I had all kinds of memories <laughs> typing these notes out and talking to you guys about it right now. Y'all, I used to invite so many of my friends over. We'd have sleepovers in tents in my backyard. And if you're one of my old girlfriends listening to this, I know y'all remember. We would have karaoke contests or we would have dancing contests or we just get in groups and learn like the newest NSYNC video routine or the new Britney Spears routine. Uh, we thought we were hot shit and what a time it was to be, be alive at that time. I'm just saying, but anyways, his name was Justin Timberlake. Most girls were drooling over him and the rest of the group. And this no doubt drew even more interest in Brittany from fans. Brittany and Justin had a history though. Before she was solely known as Britney Spears, famous pop star, and before Justin Timberlake was known as the most popular boy in his boy group in sync, they were on a singing show together called The Mickey Mouse Club as Mouseketeers along with other well-known celebrities today like Christina Aguilera and Ryan Gosling. And by the way, if you didn't know... The media fueled and hyped up this beef between Christina and Britney. You see, when Christina and Britney were in the Mickey Mouse Club together, they were best friends. Uh, Christina's mom was even recorded saying that you could not separate Britney and Christina. And when that show ended abruptly, they sobbed together. They didn't want to leave each other. Christina thought she had finally found a group of friends that understood her. And that's how many of the other kids on that show felt. And there were all kinds of pictures of them hugging and all that other stuff. And when Brittany went solo and not long after Christina went solo, of course, they always want to pit females together or against each other and for a while the media won however when Brittany had her meltdown and was going through so much Christina Aguilera was one of the very first to stick up for her and and say something positive which I admire so much because for so long And Christina Aguilera was an incredible talent, too. I was also a huge fan of hers. But for so long, they made it seem like Christina Aguilera was just this underdog with no talent. And any interview that she used to do back in the day, I promise you, I've watched a lot of interviews about Britney and a lot of interviews with people that have surrounded Britney. And any interviews that Christina did back in the day at the height of both of their careers, her interviews basically never surrounded her. They surrounded her world clashing with Britney's. It was never just solely about Christina. And it was, it was sad. 
because the media's agenda at that time, like I said, was to separate the two girls. And to be honest, like I said before, for a while, sadly, this worked. And, you know, Brittany was the more famous one at the time. And honestly, she still probably is. She was set up to be this huge mega star. And that is what she turned into. Thankfully, at this point in time, the girls are back to saying nice things about each other and, to my knowledge, just supporting each other from afar. But back to Brittany and Justin. So this relationship seemed perfect. I mean, I know if you guys were, you know, kids at this time, you remember, or teenagers or even adults, you remember everywhere you've seen, seen them, every they they just seemed so perfect. I know y'all remember their their little denim outfits. Like they always seemed so happy and giddy and in love. And it was that relationship that everybody was jealous of because these freaking perfect teenagers, both of them, just gorgeous, gorgeous people. And of course they're together. You know, it's like the cheerleader and the football player in high school. Just completely perfect people pinned up together. And it really worked as, honestly, as good publicity, too, for the both of them at that time. They grew up together, were in the business together. Both were very attractive people, like I said. And they could understand each other's lifestyles, which... When you're in that type of business, I suppose that that's huge and does matter a lot. The downfall of this was they never received any privacy. Everywhere they went, they were photographed. And Brittany even admitted that she was a virgin at one point in time when she was younger, waiting to have sex until she got married. What is truly truly disgusting about this is after she said this every reporter ever like every reporter ever thought it to be okay to intrude on her sex life during interviews she seemed to always keep it humble and stay sweet but I always found that to be so disgusting uncomfortable and most of the time actually all of the time these TV reporters were older than her, so not really sure how they even felt comfortable addressing that. And, you know, again, these are two young people. Why are you trying to hop into their bedroom life? Like, that's not anything about either one of their careers. It doesn't matter at this point if, if they had had sex or not. I'm pretty sure that's neither one of these people have ever been porn stars and they're they were both singers so this should have never been harped on but you know this was just the beginning of the it was just the beginning of Britney being exploited for financial gain to the public for the paparazzi for the reporters 
at this time, she was a worldwide name and people took off with that. I'm telling you, they really, really, really did. But like most young people in love, eventually Brittany and Justin's relationship came to an end with allegations that Brittany had been cheating on Justin. This also seemed to be confirmed in Justin's first solo song, Cry Me a River, where he talked about it and also made a music video with a Britney lookalike seeming to display their problems to the world. I honestly believe in my heart Justin made his huge come up so big as a solo artist because of Britney, because of that breakup. Now, y'all, I'm not saying Justin is not talented or that he doesn't deserve respect in the industry because as anybody has ever heard him, I mean, he has a beautiful voice. He knows how to dance. He has the looks and all that, but he was coming from a boy band and a lot of those boy band members that tried to go solo, it really never worked too much in their favor, but Brittany and Justin's relationship had been exploited since the beginning, as I said, and also the breakup had been exploited and people were in love with both of them and people truly felt heartbroken when they broke up. So, because of Brittany and because of the breakup, I mean, y'all don't get it twisted. That helped him come up as a solo artist. It just did. Um, he literally exploited their issues in a music video for gain. And in my opinion, that's not okay. Now, I don't know Justin Timberlake personally, and he was young at the time, so I'll give him the benefit of the doubt, you know, but it, it, it put a lot of backlash on to Britney. But as always, the queen kept going. Uh, this breakup took place sometime in the end of 2002. In 2003, Britney released her fourth studio album, In The Zone. This album was definitely a dance record and a more experimental record for her. It featured people like Madonna and the Ying Yang Twins. Y'all remember the Ying Yang Twins? <laughs> Say, ay, yeah, 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 yeah. I used to get a little ratchet to that song back in the day. I ain't even gonna lie to y'all. I ain't gonna lie to y'all. <laughs> Sometimes when I record, I can't take myself seriously. Sorry if this is me in real life. Can't help it. Not trying to help it. It's just me. If you listen to this show, you know, if you're new here, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Most notable on this album, well, for me anyways, was the song Every Time, which is oh my gosh you all it's so heartbreaking and you can literally feel her pain she wrote it and I believe that this was a huge cry for help in the music video it features her running from the paparazzi fighting with a boyfriend in a hotel in Vegas and eventually taking her life 
And if you look deep into the video, if you've never, ever seen it, I urge you to YouTube Britney Spears every time. It's a tragically beautiful song. It really, really is. But if you watch the music video, it's very true to her life, except the ending where she takes her life. And it's almost like she's saying... I can't be pushed anymore, guys, because I just, I can't take this. And it's actually heartbreaking to watch. I mean, I myself suffer, y'all know I've suffered with a lot of mental health issues. And if you're new here, hello, hi, my name is Heather. I've suffered with a lot of mental health issues. And when I see this type of stuff, I feel it on a different level. Like, I don't know how you couldn't feel it on a different level. As I said in the beginning of the episode, just because somebody's famous or somebody has an immense amount of money, it does not mean that they don't suffer with things. It doesn't mean that they are happy. Sometimes the richest people in the world are some of the most miserable people in the world. And yes, I do believe in a world based off of how much money you have, because that's really how it is. Money does help. Okay, it it certainly does. It helps you give your kids a better life, yourself a better life. It helps pay the bills. It helps do fun things. But you also have to have a happiness within you because any purchase or anything done with money is either to ensure that you're living okay or it's just temporary fulfillment. You truly, truly have to work on yourself and be happy within yourself. Money will never, ever buy you out of depression, bipolar, anxiety, whatever mental health issue you are suffering with. It, it just won't. Um. Not a lot of the public know or knew at that time what she went through. They knew to a certain extent, but this was back, as I said, this was back before social media, before you could get all types of news on the minute, before any celebrity could update you about their life every five seconds. And this music video really brought a lot to life. And it brought, I feel like if you had a heart at all, you felt empathy for this woman. And you truly, truly were hoping the best for her. Because, like I said, you can feel her soul within the song. And you can see her hurting within the video. It's it's not... She actually wrote this song, you guys. This is not just a fake or acted out. This music video was definitely based on her life. Just like I think the concept of Lucky was based on her life, too. Her other song, Lucky. But this every time was just so much more deep, in my opinion. With his album, she became the first female artist to have four consecutive number one albums. You would think that all of this success would make you unbelievably happy. And I'm sure at times she was. But she was about to hit a downward spiral that no one could have ever have seen coming. 
But I guess when the entire world knows who you are and you can't even go to grab a coffee without people staring and chasing you around like a zoo animal, it starts to feel like you're in your own little prison. Like I said, fame is not all it's cracked up to be. And money can only buy material things and pay the bills. It cannot buy happiness or peace. In October of 2004, Brittany, oh my goodness, Brittany married Kevin Federline. I think everybody had jokes rolling off of that one. And most people felt this was a mistake from the beginning. He always seemed to give off a weird vibe and no doubt he was there for the money, in my opinion. Kevin was actually a former backup dancer for Justin Timberlake. The very next year, Brittany and Kevin had their first son, a little shy of their first wedding anniversary. Then, the very next year, 2006, they welcome their second son, and this is where things get crazy. Brittany seems to be going a little off the rails, and everything she did was scrutinized harshly by the public. She couldn't do anything in peace. She stopped fixing up, putting on makeup. She was seen smoking cigarettes, eating junk food, and partying. Don't get me wrong. Life is not perfect, and this type of stuff happens yes, even to celebrities. I think she just wanted to feel normal for a while. And you all, I, I don't blame her. She could have also been dealing with mental health issues, especially postpartum depression. I mean, she just had had two little precious boys. And as you all know, with the, the hormones and stuff, I mean, and dealing with everything she already had to deal with, that's a very, very possible. But no one ever gave Brittany air to breathe. No one ever left her alone, honestly. And she was just expected to be this picture of perfection 24-7 and... That's not real life, and any mother out there listening, including me talking, knows that that's not real life. That's not plausible. That's not realistic. But, did anyone try to sympathize with her or help? The answer is no. Everyone sat back and enjoyed watching the train wreck that is Britney Spears right in front of them laughing. I remember when she was being hounded by the paparazzi and almost dropped her baby. That was put on the cover of every gossip magazine. That's for sure not a proud or fun moment for any mother. And instead of people treating her like a human, they ran her down even more. They didn't post on the front pages that once she got into the place she was going with her baby, she broke down and sobbed and sobbed. In that moment, 
She wasn't Britney Spears. She was a mother in need of privacy. A struggling mother having a hard time. A mother that was probably both terrified that she almost dropped her baby in the middle of paparazzi and strangers. But also mortified that people caught that god-awful moment in time on camera. By November of 2006, Brittany filed for a divorce from Kevin, citing irreconcilable differences. That was just eight weeks after she had had her second son. So she was no doubt going through so much. On February 16, 2007, it seems Brittany was over everything and was extremely upset and honestly wanted to be left alone by the public and paparazzi. I mean, understandably. But that, of course, wasn't going to be granted by anyone. She cussed at the paparazzi, got out of the car, and chased them. And I think at even one point, she was holding an umbrella chasing them. And then, she went into the hair salon, and that's when the infamous picture of her shaving her head bald came from. Her hairdresser tried to talk her out of it, telling her she'd feel better tomorrow and to please not do it. However, her hairdresser noticed shortly after Brittany walked in that the photographers and paparazzi were surrounding the windows and gates and they were basically stacked on top of each other trying to get the first photo or or, uh, picture or I'm, I'm sorry, or video of Brittany, you know, that was their main goal, not how Brittany was doing, not what Brittany was going through. They just wanted to be the one to get the breaking news. And the hairdresser was concerned that somebody might be seriously hurt or killed. So she went in the back to try to check with security to make sure everything was going to be okay. But by the time she came out, Brittany had already picked up the razor and shaved her head. But you know what? That's what Brittany wanted. And who the fuck cares? Honestly, if a woman wants to shave her own head, she should be able to do it. But that's not how the sexist world works, especially at that time. And this would further stretch the narrative that she was going crazy. By the time March of 2007 rode around, her and Kevin reached an initial divorce settlement, which included joint custody of their two boys. However, Kevin refused to sign because he was concerned with Brittany's erratic behavior and her being with the boys alone. But by July, and after a rehab stint for Brittany, the divorce was finally granted. This was not the light at the end of the tunnel, however, for Brittany Spears. Things were going to get way, way worse. Around the same time as Brittany and Kevin's divorce, her father, Jamie Spears took control of her financial assets by managing a court order conservatorship, 
What is a conservatorship? According to Wikipedia, it is a legal concept in the U.S. where a guardian or protector is appointed by a judge to manage the financial affairs and or daily life of another due to physical or mental limitations or old age. This is where the Free Britney movement comes in. It is to free her from her family, or really her father at this point, whom is allegedly keeping her trapped up and away from people. And you guys, this is not far-fetched. People will do a lot of crazy, crazy, heartless shit for money. She isn't even allowed to go get a burger by herself. She's not allowed to drive. And get this, you guys. She gets an allowance. A freaking allowance out of her own empire that she's busted her ass for. And it's not much. While her father gets to hold on to the rest. And if she is so mentally or physically incapable, how does she still go out and perform? How does she still make music? I don't even think that now they tell you that she has control over her social media. But you all, I really, really, really don't believe that. I believe everything she puts out is put out with a purpose and a script. I think that she is begging for help. I don't think this is just some conspiracy theory. The more I dug, the more I found. This is truly possibly a dangerous situation and a very heartbreaking one for sure. She has absolutely no control of her life. And I even believe her boyfriend, Sam, is there to just make things look normal. I question the validity of their relationship, to be honest. She has control of nothing. And this, I'm so sorry to do this to you all, but this is where part one ends. Part two will be out in two days and we will go through everything she's been through in the past couple of years and her fight to gain control again. I know y'all probably aren't happy with me right now for splitting this up, but I told y'all I put so much more work into these episodes than initially thought and so many more background I kind of set up the background a little bit more of her life than I planned, but I felt her backstory was so, so crucial and important to get to this part because we can't get to this part without knowing the rest. We can't get to this part without knowing how her life has been so far and knowing her her likes and 
dislikes and everything that has been good or bad, it really, really helps paint the picture. So when we get to the more serious stuff and her fight to get her freedom back, you really, truly understand and you can open your heart up a little bit more. So maybe, just maybe, some of you no longer go to her Instagram just to laugh at her. Some of you may actually go to her Instagram and see it a little bit differently after these two episodes. And remember, she's just a person like you or I with money. And honestly, right now, she really doesn't have that much money. Her father controls all of her money. So just let that sink in. But I hope you guys did enjoy part one. And please, as I said, buckle up for part two because it's going to be a wild ride. For today, though, this wraps up The Uncensored Woman. I've been your host, Heather Christine. Y'all already know, peace, love, and happiness. Smile at somebody, speak kind words. You never know how far that'll go with a soul that's hurting. It, it never hurts to be positive and uplifting to other people. Just remember that. And I'll talk to you guys very, very soon. Bye, y'all.